All right, we're back with another episode of Talk Truth. My name is Chloe and I am your host. I'm here with my friend, Danielle Flood. She is a wife and mother of three and she is the communications manager at Echo in North Fort Myers. So Danielle, will you tell me a little bit more about your mission work and what you are passionate about? Sure, well, Echo works internationally to help families raise themselves out of hunger and poverty in Jesus' name. And so mainly the way we do that is to equip people with agricultural skills and knowledge. Um, Often families that are small scale farming families can't uh, grow enough food to meet all of their needs, but a little bit of knowledge and some um, opportunities there can help them not only survive, but thrive. That's awesome. So that's actually a really big thing that you do, which is kind of funny about with what we're talking about. Um, because we had a conversation about what it means to have biblical ambition, or if that's even a thing, because there's so much um, pressure for us to live to be somebody great, you know, even if you just look at everyone's social media. Um, So will you kind of talk about what um, that idea came from or how that conversation that we had started? Sure. So I, um, right after college, I went and spent two years in French-speaking West Africa, and I was working among the the Fulani people, um, telling Bible stories, living in a village. It was as National Geographic as you can imagine, mud huts and everything. Um, But with that experience, God gave me the opportunity to come back and share at the Southern Baptist Convention. There were 12,000 people there, and I shared for two minutes on what he was doing among the Fulani in Niger. And... It was a huge deal for me to get up there. Like, I was not a public speaker, Mm -hmm. um, but it was an opportunity that dropped in my lap. They said, we would love to do this. Would you be willing? Yes. The answer (laughs) is yes. And so then I returned to the U.S., started my career. I'm working at Echo. I'm part of a team that is actively ending world hunger. And if I can communicate, raise funds, and get the word out there, my role on the team could save a family from starvation. Mm -hmm. I could save a mother from having to choose which child to feed that day. And that means a lot. But I'm a small part of the team. So I'm very comfortable kind of doing that, being the the force behind the camera and helping that message get out there. So, um, So God's been really giving me those opportunities. And then something else came that was kind of big, and um, I was asked to do a TEDx talk, which was way out of my comfort zone again. I don't mind public speaking, but this was a a larger audience. Yeah, that's a big deal. It it was, and um, I felt a drive to do it. So we went through, Echo got the opportunity to share our mission, share why we believe that good mission work is important, how we work, um, and then... That opportunity led me to what's next? What is the, you know, can I be a speaker and share Echo's mission with larger audiences? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's natural, you know, to want to do what's next. But God and I were working this out in my prayer life and my Bible study, and um, I was trying to make sure that I wasn't ambitious for my own goals. Yeah. Um, for my personality to be cooler than others, you know, to, to have a bigger audience for me. Yeah. And that's when I started to, to really actively 
pray away opportunities that would glorify myself. Mm -hmm. Rather, trust and check all of my ambitions against what God's calling me to do. I'm not going to say no to an opportunity Mm -hmm. if it seems like God is providing it. But I also don't want to create opportunities if they're leading me away from the Lord. Oh, yeah. I that's I just now thought of this because we've talked a little bit before, but I last year started pursuing my master's in divinity and I had to drop out because I had the same dealing with the Lord in my prayer time because I realized that I was doing it for my own gain and I was like, oh, I'm just doing it to prove that I can, you know, and, and what is... If it, really it came down to if the piece of paper wasn't there or I never got um, the honor for for doing for spending that extra time in the word and those extra time in books and you know all the things that it would take to do something like that then would I still do it and when I realized that I didn't know the answer that to that question I was like oh my goodness I'm doing this for me more than I'm doing it for the Lord so I had to t- take time away. I'm pursuing um, a master's in theology now, but now I I stepped back because I was like, that was just, I was going for like the big prize just to prove that I I could. And that's not a good heart, you know? Yeah. And our, our culture is consistently bombarding us with the message that we should be hustling more. We should be more visible. We should Mm -hmm. show better photos and better selfies and do unique things so that we can put it on our social media. And we should all be trying to be a big deal. When I really think the Bible calls us back. And so that's where our culture is is louder sometimes than our Bible study. Because it feels good to be, you know, known or or to be um, esteemed by men. We're going to get there later. But um, I think God calls us sometimes to, um, you know, the, the mundane and the serving him when other people can't see it. Yeah. Even when uh, you said before too, that if you look on somebody's social media, they're always trying to show, even subconsciously trying to show that they're like an expert on something. Like either they show all of these things about, I don't know, they're farming, you know, like it's just up. I'm, I know everything about farming or they always share these like farming memes or like, I don't know. Um, maybe there's is oils or, um, what's, what's an, a clothes. I, I, I know a, a lot of accounts that are all about like fashion and it's not that there's anything like wrong with having passions or hobbies, but we kind of portray the thing that we want to be big for or, or whatever we know the most that will bring us to like cause people to like look at our page for that thing yeah so yeah and so when you talk about it if someone is not feeling you know good at any one thing or if someone is behind the scenes volunteering week after week at their church the question might come up am i important enough Mm -hmm. or like is this worthwhile and i think our culture says no but the bible says yes yeah so on the topic of ambition and and striving for something is that a biblical thing we um we looked it up and there are some there are lots of scriptures that talk about ambition but defining how to use that ambition um, because ambition is definitely something that is god-given i think that it i think that it reflects god's character for sure like jesus had ambition to to glorify god and so what where are we putting our ambition? 
um, and wherever we put our ambition, I think that's, that tends to be what we worship, you know? Um, so the word that we see ambition um, in Greek is philotime. And so we see that in a lot of different scriptures, um, but it comes up in Philippians 2, 3, and in Romans uh, 15, 20. Um, Paul says in, in Romans 15, 20, and thus I aspire to preach the gospel. And so but there are so many things that Paul could have um, boasted in. You know, he had the best of the best training. He was a Pharisee among Pharisees. He, he had all the reasons to boast, but what he aspired in was his weakness. Or what he aspired in was to boast about his weaknesses and preach the gospel because you, we can't, we can't boast about our strengths if we're talking about the gospel. The gospel really brings it, it brings us to a humble point, and that's what we boast in. So, really, that that's that's the biggest thing that we should aspire to do is is mm-hmm. preach the word. Yeah, it also gives me the vision of like striving. What are you striving for? Mm-hmm. And working hard and laboring toward. If it's not God's kingdom and His will then it's other and that's that's not going to bring you joy or bring you satisfaction in any sense like we see you know keeping up with the joneses or um trying to portray that you know full interesting expert person on Mm -hmm. social media um, will never satisfy yeah and so it's that um aspiration or ambition to pursue god's will and kingdom I think that that's what we see there in Romans. And then in 2 Corinthians 5, 9, it says, Therefore we also have as our ambition, whether at home or absent, to be pleasing to him. Hmm. And that's something I've been um, meditating back and forth because, you know, is what I'm seeking to do pleasing to God first? Um, or is it just pleasing to me? Is it the next step? You know, is it the the opportunity to get, you know, the next speaking engagement yeah yeah or or is a life you know being a good friend a good sister um a a mother that teaches my children about the lord and raises them to to seek him you know is that enough Mm -hmm. i struggle a lot with doing the things that are on my plate well before i add something else to my plate i've been one to fill up to the brim, everything that I can do and try to juggle a whole bunch of things. And then it causes me to be like halfway in those things that are the most important, being good to my family. And even just like something simple, like keeping my house clean, you know? And I have thought a lot recently, well, I've been praying, like God help me to see like keeping my house clean as worship to you, you know? Like I, Sometimes I'll I'll worry so much about like not worry that's not the right word but I'll I'll labor so much in the word and that's not a bad thing but I I I sometimes forget like God has put me on this earth to subdue and have dominion over it and I if I'm not even like taking care of like the things that God has given me well then that's not giving him my all and that's not being pleasing to him either it's just kind of like picking what I want to to do to glorify him mm. And so it's true. Sometimes dishes can be the most worshipful place if you're in that mindset of, God, I'm serving you in this way. Yeah. Um, I had that experience one time. I was on a mission trip in Ecuador, and there were these 
cups in the sink of a shared kitchen. And for some reason, I felt like I should wash them. Hmm. And it wasn't any reason except the Lord met me there. And I was looking out of a window in Ecuador of all places, washing dishes, feeling like I was exactly where I should have been. Oh, that's so good. It's true. It's (laughs) true. And, And God does meet us in those places when we are listening to the promptings of his spirit and then following. I I felt that in the last six months where I I took a step back, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not pursuing um, his will to happen at my timing. I'm pursuing contentment in what he's called me to now, this, this faithfulness where I am, mm-hmm. so that if God has something else for me, I will be ready and listening. Yeah. And um, then, you know, that opportunity can come, or it couldn't, and I would be happy with that too. Yeah. I think that's the place where I want to be. Yeah. I, okay, I always get them mixed up. Elisha is plowing the fields. So um, Elisha in the Bible, he's plowing the fields every day, and Elijah calls on him, and he says, like, you need to come with me, and you're going to serve the Lord in this way. And so... If Elisha had not been plowing the fields and being exactly where he was supposed to be doing the work that was unseen, then he wouldn't have been called on for the big thing. And maybe the big thing will never happen to us here on this earth that we get to see the fruit of. I mean, if you look at Ruth, you know, she she was with Naomi and they had lost every, well, Naomi had lost everything and Ruth decided to leave behind her culture, her family, her friends to go with her grumpy mother-in-law, walk with her through the desert and just leave behind everything that she knew. And she was faithful in her commitment and her calling like right then and there. And she never got to see the blessing that God had planned for her that that Jesus would come through her line. And so we never know like what God is doing Uh, through those faithful moments that nobody sees behind closed doors with your kids, with your husband, with your friend, with your sister, you know, they, they, nobody might see those moments, but those are exactly what God uses, um, for, to, for, to bring you to something that he has way bigger planned. And the little things in our eyes could be the big things in God's kingdom. Mm, True. Yeah. We never know. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important really to, to pursue whatever God has called for us. Um, it might not be anything we expected and it may not be the ambition that we have. Yeah. You know, God doesn't call us to be happy. <laughs> God doesn't call our lives to, to be easy. We are, um, we are part of his redemption story for all of mankind. Yeah. So it's okay if we're not the David. Yeah. We could be a servant. Yeah. And if we keep that perspective, I think um, the joy of the Lord and the Holy Spirit's prompting will lead us. Yeah. Uh, even the the men in the front lines of battle, you know, like they, we were, what were we studying the other night, uh, where we talked about the ninety or the ninety thousand, right? Yeah, it's something that comes to mind because David is called into battle, and say he takes a hundred thousand men with him. Mm-hmm. Then 10,000 come home, and God is glorified. Yeah. In that story, we usually self-identify with David, or maybe even the generals that come back and dance and praise the Lord. 
But 90,000 men died that day. Yeah. And who's to say that they weren't as important in God's kingdom work as the others? Mm. That, yep. That just says it all. Um, we were looking um, again at that ambition word, that philo-team. It's spelled P-H-I-L-O-T-I-M as in Mary. So if you want to look it up, you can look it up later. Um, but I stumbled upon Crosswalk. Um, it's a website that you can also look up and, um, ambition, they have an article on ambition and what it, how you become, um, a Christ follower who is ambitious and they give five ways. And so one says, live a quiet life. We're called to be meek and humble and even submissive, um, and just live in the quiet Um, Number two is attend to your own business. So wherever, it's like your your fields, whatever God has called you to. Number three, work with your hands. Don't be afraid to do the the stuff that's like gross or that nobody sees. Um, Number four is preach the gospel, like Paul said. And then number five is be pleasing to him. And so that just sums it up, like how, how to have the ambition the ambition that Christ has um, waiting for us. And then I just want to close off with this scripture. It says, Do not love the world or the things that belong to the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything that belongs to the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride in one's lifestyle is not from the Father, but it is from the world. And the world with its lust is passing away, but the one who does God's will remains forever. And so that's from 1 John 2, 15 through 17. Um, when, we, when we love what uh, is around us and we love um, the, the eyes and the praise of man, that's the wrong ambition. But when we're seeking after that quiet godly life, being pleasing to God and and striving to preach the gospel, then that is the ambition that the Lord has called us to. Amen. So thank you so much, Danielle, for joining me on the Talk Truth podcast. If you have a question for Talk Truth, you can go on over to our Instagram. It's Talk Truth Podcast. And uh, we also have a website. It's called talktruth.space. So you can submit a question um, or a podcast idea, something that you would like to hear um, me and a friend talk about. So thank you so much. I hope you have a great day.